Welcome, welcome to the On The Go podcast. I am your host, Colby K. This week, we have a very special guest and dear friend, Mr. Alan Taylor, joining us. If you have ever watched anything around the automotive industry for entertainment, whether it was, say, Barrett Jackson or Car Talk on the radio, you'll know Alan's face or his voice. His show has been heard by over 100 million people here over the years. He's a foremost authority when it comes to radio television broadcasts. He's been on air for over 30 years. It's an honor to have him on the show today. We talk about the future of podcasting and digital distribution and what's happening in social media and how each of us has our own voice to be a content creation kind of hub and how we can get our message out there and heard very much like you're consuming today's podcast. It's an absolute honor to have him on the show. Sit back, relax, and enjoy our time with Mr. Alan Taylor. There will never be a point in your time in your life where it's the right time to do a great thing. 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 Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape, dirty ape, dirty ape, dirty ape. The healthy primate show. Well, well, well. You are listening to the Healthy Primate Podcast Series. Series. So, Alan, for those that don't know who you are, you've had an amazing background. You've done a lot of cool things. I know people will recognize you from television. Um, You've done a ton of stuff with Kelly. You've done a bunch of stuff on radio. You've done a ton of stuff with Entrepreneur Magazine. You're big in the auto scene. And a a two-minute overview for people that don't know who you are, who would you say that Alan Taylor is? Wow. Um, It depends on on what side of the track you're on. So on the thought leadership side with Entrepreneur Magazine, I'm the voice of Entrepreneur Weekly. It is the radio show nationally syndicated for Entrepreneur Magazine. I do two shows every week, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. Right now, we've only been on the air for less than a year and we're on like 30 or 40 radio stations. Uh, And then it goes to podcasts to the 14 million uh, monthly users of Entrepreneur on their website. And then it also goes on iTunes and FeedBurner and all these other places, which is great. Because the podcasting world, as you know, because you're doing one too, uh, is exploding. But I'm, I'm a traditional broadcast radio guy. I've been doing a, a national radio show. I'm a car guy. So I've been doing a national radio show on cars for almost 30 years. Uh, I used to own a wrecking yard, a car lot, a body shop, and a mechanic shop. I'm a car guy. So um, I was on a radio show years ago, and they asked me, um, they said, you know, what are you going to do? There's a dollar an hour increase in minimum wage. What are you going to do? How's that going to affect your business? And my answer was, well, you know that rearview mirror you just bought for your car? You paid 25 bucks after that minimum wage increase? It would have been 35 bucks. So it gets passed down to everybody else. And the guy says to me, that's brilliant. I want you to come on my radio show. And I'm like, well, I don't know what's so brilliant about it. It's kind of common sense. But <laughs> it's a math. Anyway, you know, so I, I was on his radio show. And uh, the general manager, a guy named Alan Corbett at the time, who, uh, helps, you know, do a lot with NPR comes out and he says, you need to have your own radio show because you know how to talk. You're not afraid to express yourself. So I, I, I thought it was kind of funny. But then, of course, I was on Saturday. On Monday morning, he calls me and he says, you know what? I want to give you a radio show on the weekend. You can talk about cars, whatever the heck you want to. I've got an eight o'clock in the morning time slot. That was uh, 1992. So long time ago. 
And so uh, let, let's pull that. Let me pull that back. Um, let, Les Brown's got this amazing story about how he worked at a radio station and was like trying to get on his own show. One of the disc jockeys got too drunk one day, couldn't finish his show and he filled in and never got out. Like that was how he started. Right. So I, I love the, the radio story, especially for those I grew up in the radio age. Um, I know how powerful that is, what a medium that is. This literally happens. A guy comes in, he's talking to you about cars. He hears your breakdown and goes, Hey, you should come down to my show. You come down as a guest. And literally within 72 hours, he's like, I got a small slot open. Why don't you come in and, and talk about cars? Yeah. Right? I said, to him, what should I call it? He goes, he goes, well, you know, there's that NPR show called uh, car talk. Mm-hmm. He goes, why don't you call yours auto talk? And I, so that's what I called it to begin with. Yeah. And we were on one station and then we were on three weeks and the guy says, this is so good. We need to syndicate it. I'm like, what does that mean? He goes, that means it'll be on the bird and it'll be all over the country. And I'm like, what's the bird? You know, this was 92. I'm, I was a young guy. So they syndicated it. We had five stations the first week. Within three weeks, we had about 10. Within two months, we had 20. Within, I think it was about four months, we had uh, 40 or 50. Within the first year, we were like 70. By the, you know, I mean, it's going and going. I ended up having 120 stations within the first two years, which is unheard of. Unbelievable. Were right. you part of that process or did the network go shop it? No, and it was so good. I just sat there and talked about cars in my own crazy kind of wrecking yard mentality, fix my own car mentality, DIY mentality, which was very popular. Click and clack started. I think they started in like 86 or something. And yeah. so 92, they were already very, you know, the Tappet brothers, they were already very uh, popular. And so I went in, they were the Boston guys and me and my buddies that were on the show, a guy like you, um, we were the West Coast guys. And so it worked. And of course, then General Motors called me and they said, have you driven our latest whatever it was? And I went, no, I drive old cars. And he's like, well, we want to fly you out to Detroit and have you drive our new whatever. And I was like, Detroit, it's snowing there. I don't want to go. No, so I went because I thought, what the heck? I want to see what this is all about. And my eyes were opened up. I was like, oh, my gosh. You're talking the auto industry is a $20 trillion a year industry all by itself. So I slowly converted my all of my wrecking yard, body shop, mechanic shop, car lot, everything, car haulers. I have a commercial driver's license. I had an 18-wheeler. I used to go to the auction. I have a a CDL. Right? I have CDL, too. So I I converted all that into a radio show, and I got sponsorships by – today I'm sponsored by Subaru, by Dodge, by Bridgestone, by Shell. Shell, you know, I mean, you can't help, right? That's right. I I work with the best brands, and I I do that purposely because I don't want to sell anybody's crap. It's like – it's the stuff I use. I drive a Dodge Demon, 840 horsepower. Yeah, I think it's a monster. I have fun doing what I do, and – And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, I'm working with Time Inc. And then I'm kind of the voice of Money Magazine and Fortune Magazine and then Inc. Magazine. And then Entrepreneur comes by and goes, hey, how do we get you to come work with us? And I'm like, make me a deal. And you know what? I realized that like you, we are all entrepreneurs. But, you know, when I was working for these other magazines, I was part of a giant thing. But an entrepreneur is like the king of his own kingdom, if you know what I'm saying. I do. And and I I, I wear that crown on my head with a lot of pride because – I've always, even when I was a kid with a paper route, I always thought I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. 
You know, I, I like to use the descriptor because entrepreneur, we're in this weird phase where I think I'm, I, I feel like that entrepreneur buzzword's going away to where we used to say you're an entrepreneur, but you were unemployed. Like you didn't have a job. I'm unemployable or maybe it's um, we're problem solvers at the heart. We're looking for ways to help people. And we're looking for ways to create a solution to solve a problem that exists within a community of people, right? And you know what else? Yep. Never stop growing. Look what's on my desk. Oh, right? I love that. I love that book. Right. What else? What else you got? Look what's on my desk. Oh, hey, Joe Polish. What's up, right? dude? Look what's on my desk. <laughs> That's a I great can keep one. going. But this is probably the one I'm sending you. Does it fart? Yes, please. You send, <laughs> send that to. <laughs> Um, I'm not in my, I'm in my office. I'm not at my desk. I've got two piles of books high in my, on my office. piles of books all around me, you know? It, it's always expanding and you're continually a student. Let me ask you this because I know right? I, can, I can help you with that. You don't got to need a book. I'm just saying, it's like, call me for that. people send it to me. So I, I love it. I, I, I mean, literally there's 25 books over there, yeah. but I learned more from a guy like you and, and at Meltdown at the Desert that's coming up when I was at your event last time. Dude, you know I went to Hawaii after that whole thing because I know you did that and what you guys said. And well, no, the how you got there, you literally plane, trains, automobiles from Barrett Jackson, like did everything you could, didn't sleep for two days, and you got to the event. Yeah. And you know, I, we won't talk. I don't want to talk about the event. It's literally at the power of it. I could shake people up, let them go. You got in the middle of that and then left and went to Hawaii afterwards. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I think though that you know we can all read, and I think reading is very important, and listening to audio books and all that, but. Face-to-face -face interaction, hearing the spirit of the man or the woman is, is more valuable by a long shot than all the written words because the written words are awesome, but they're kind of knowledge yeah. where there's a spirit behind the knowledge that is equally as important. And if, if you watch somebody who is truly passionate, motivated, and spiritual about what they do because it's in them, it is the part of the spirit of the man or the woman you get a message at such a deeper level that it, it becomes part of you. That's you right. know, I, I, I said it to my wife like this the other day, a lot of, I get a lot of knowledge rained upon me, rained upon me. And it, and like water off a duck's back, they, they hit me and they sometimes fall off and, and they're gone. But every now and then one, just like if you get a raindrop that soaks into you, that raindrop of knowledge soaks into me and it becomes me. And I am now, I know I have that wisdom at a level that is to the soul, to the bone marrow. You know what I'm saying? I do. That's why yeah. getting together at events like yours, very important. Uh, I love it. I love it, man. And I appreciate that. Let me ask you this as we're, we're going to wrap up. I know you got a, a hard stop here. The, a couple of things that have happened to a lot of people. One of the things that I, I, I put a lot of energy into is we, we have a voice. There's somebody waiting to hear that voice based on your set of experiences that might not have the courage or the will or the resources to, to share their voice. And they're looking to hear something from somebody like yourself because we connect with a specific audience. I, you know, for me, music business, corporate America, lose everything. When I lost everything, that's when I picked up the phone and started filming videos. I didn't film videos when it was like making half a million dollars a year. Here's me in my beach house with my sports cars. It was, here's me with like all my boxes and stuff behind me. And my wife left. I don't know what's happening, but here's what I know. You can't kill me. And I'm going to take you on a journey to rebuild starting from the bottom and up that voice in this new day and age with social media and podcasts and Facebook and YouTube and SoundCloud. We've got more distribution channels available to us to share our voice in a day back when you started, you humbly say what you've done. You're for, you've been doing this for over 30 years. You are a pioneer in radio, period. So people that are paying attention to understand the power of doing 30 years on any platform, 
let alone a leader in the beginning of those platforms. Alan's got the experience and the wherewithal and the arrows in his back as a pioneer. How does that translate now to people that are coming up or that have a voice? Where do you see that transition from regular radio or terrestrial radio into some of these new platforms? You know, that's really actually an awesome question, dude. I'm, I'm blown away. That's awesome because there is a difference. Seriously. Like, for example, I'm a, I'm a broadcaster, syndicated radio, viable in the open marketplace radio broadcaster, okay? Not a paid infomercial. I don't pay for radio stations. Radio stations take the programming because it's viable in the open marketplace. They can sell sponsorships against that or commercials in those. So that's one kind of broadcasting, radio broadcaster. Then you have podcasting, which no commercials needed. Just like this, we just go, we riff. You can say the F word, the S word, whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. It is not being held in place by, you know, the rules and the FCC and, and all that. Because, I mean, you drop the F-bomb on my radio show and it's a half a million potential dollar fine. That's right. Um, or they'll, if they catch it, there's a seven second delay. They'll bleep it out. But it's gone out before. The point is that you have broadcasting, you have podcasting, you have video webcasting, whatever you want to call this. There's, a, there's like 25 different ways. You can get a YouTube channel. You can, you can put stuff on Facebook, on Instagram, on any, uh, any of these things. Each one is different. They're all like cars. Some of them are big station wagons and some of them are sports cars, you know, motorcycles. They're all vehicles to take you somewhere. So depending on how much content you want to deliver, depends on the size of the vehicle, depending on how many people you want to take with you on that journey, depends on the size of the vehicle. So do you want to, you know, really have a, a crew of people? I have 12 people that support me on the radio shows I do. We then turn the radio show into a podcast and then we share little snackable chunks of it on social media. I mean, it's a whole thing. So we take one piece of content and chop it up into a bunch of pieces of pie and disperse it out to our friends. So, but each one is different. Each one has a different audience. I love it. I love it. The opportunity has never been greater to get your voice heard. Yeah. We are live with my good friend and a guy that I look up to, Mr. Alan Taylor. You have a show on Entrepreneur Weekly. You also have Car Stuff to Drive. Uh, let's talk about where, where can, tell me about Entrepreneur Weekly. What is the context of the show? Where is it? Where can people find it? So in essence, like this, I interview um, successful people. I like to have them tell me the top, you know, the, the story of their life and how they found their success and what was the secret sauce of that success. Like I did the show with Scott Duffy, Business and Burgers, which was fun. We did 40 episodes, but really the secret sauce is typically suffering and learning from those mistakes. I was in the newspaper. It's been about 10 years ago when I heard I was on with Regis Philbin on re live with Regis and Kelly and and they came and did an interview with me and they said, what do you attribute your success to? And I said, my failures, because without my failures, I wouldn't know how to deal with the little bit of success I have today because I would have been cocky and I would destroy it and I'd have to have another chance. And you get these, you know, another chance, another chance until you finally learn humility, decency, love of humanity and, and, and life itself, appreciation you know, run with the right people. You're the collective soul of the five people you spend the most time with. Um, be honest and honorable. Try to make sure that you always under promise and over deliver. I mean, kind of these things, but without those failings, yeah. nobody's an instant success. You, you, you can inherit a billion dollars and more than likely you're going to boom, you know, because you don't know how to deal with it. 
You've got to go through those, those failures. So those failures, we call them failures, are really not. They're just life lessons, building blocks in the foundation of what life will be, you know. Love it. Great words of wisdom with our friend and guest today, Mr. Alan Taylor. Two final questions. One question, two parts to it. Who's been your favorite guest you've had on Entrepreneur Weekly? And then what is your favorite car that you've driven recently? You know what? Um, that is such a huge question on both fronts because I meet people. I, uh, Jason, who was that guy I talked to the other day? Was it Talking Heads? Hang on. I get the, who was that guy? Was he from the Talking Heads? Yeah, but I don't remember his name. I, I talked. <laughs> I had no idea who the guy was. He was a CEO of some company. And then I looked a little further down. And, oh, he, what was his name? Jerry Harrison. Jerry I, know Harrison. What? I was one time at dinner with Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top and having dinner with some guy named Jimmy. And J Billy went up to get it, go take a pee. And I go, so Jimmy, what do you do? He goes, you don't know who I am, do you? I said, no. He goes, you ever heard of Led Zeppelin? It was Jimmy Page. Uh, I don't know who these people are. So really, I meet people every day like Colby K that I go, I love that guy. And I, all I can tell you is love humanity, love people love their story, embrace them for their suffering because that's what made them who they are. Don't judge them. Like, I know you got a tattoo right on the top of your head. I don't yeah. judge you for that. I don't have a tattoo on top of my head. <laughs> a lot of hair. Lots of hair Take on the top of my head. Show the world. Be free. Come on, Paul. <laughs> the point is that, you know, and the best car, I listen, I, right now, the most fun car in my What's life your is favorite Dodge car? Demon. Dodge Demon because it's got 840 horsepower. Amazing. Pops a wheelie. Zero to 60 in 2.3 seconds. Listen to The Drive with Alan Taylor. I always talk about it. I love it. I love it. Where can people find you, sir? TheDriveWithAlanTaylor.com or go to Entrepreneur.com and just find Entrepreneur Weekly. It's real great. It's fun. So for our audience listening, we're trying to get Mr. Alan Taylor to come visit us at Meltdown in the Desert. He's got some prior obligations to tie him up. If those break free, we can shake him from the trees of obligation. We will have him live on stage with us at Meltdown. He will be a special guest. You're only seeing that at the end of this interview. So you've got to see the whole thing to pay attention. With that, my friends, it is, uh, it's, it's an honor as always. My brother, I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being on today's show. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to another On The Go podcast with our guest this week, Mr. Alan Taylor. So much value packed in such a short amount of time. I just love spending time with that guy. You can find him at Alan Taylor across any platform. Go to Google, type in, or type in Alan Taylor. You can find his websites, his radio shows, his social media. I'll put that information also in the show notes. And as always, thank you for listening. If you found value in today's message, do a, a huge favor, share this on your social media, tag us, put a comment in. Also, subscribe to the podcast if you are not subscribed today and leave us a thought. You know, how do you like the shows? Do you like the episodes? Do you like what we're doing? Maybe you don't like what we're doing. Put that in there too. We look forward to talking to you on the next one. See you.